Dylan. I'm dressed as a spider lady and I have a lumpy back. Who am I? Wendy Richter. No, I'm the spider woman. You're Wendy Richter. You're going to get screwed, bud, by me. That is a crazy match. Ladies and gentlemen, we are, of course, going to talk about Wendy Richter this week. I'm Dylan God. I'm John Hastings. And Wendy Richter, they thought she was going to be the female Hulk Hogan, but she broke the cardinal rule of 80s wrestling. She asked for a remotely reasonable amount of money based on how much the promoter was getting. Well, fuck you, Wendy. (laughs) You're still a woman. That's not a penis. You get bread. (laughs) Wendy Richter is really a weird character in wrestling because she doesn't wrestle for more than eight years and it's a I under I don't understand what would make a woman start wrestling. Like I don't like I was like, you know what? You know those guys who yell at me as I walk by a construction site. I want to see if the what those guys pay. Yeah. Um. And they're like, uh, you're a girl, so you're allergic to the wood that hammers are made out of. So get out of here before you curse us. And then you're like, uh, that's ships you're thinking of. <laughs> Buildings too. <laughs> Uh, so Wendy Richter was born in, in the South in the 60s um, in Louisiana, to be exact, although it's always reported as Texas because she wrestled predominantly in New York. And I assume that um, they think that those are the same places, which is really why a lot of the southern states get very angry at the northern states. She grew up working on her family's rants and she took part in rodeo so you know what that means she was exposed to backwards talk and probably was had a lot of attempted assaults perpetrated on her from an early age i mean that's why you get into wrestling isn't it she learned never to be alone with more than one man at a time or they'd click their boots together and go now let's pretend we're not in love with each other you'll be the thing that separates us and then you have to run away or they fucking double team you while the two men kiss. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I wondered where you were going that whole time. And then he really, it's just at the end. Like, and then they come in each other's dicks and rub it together. <laughs> and then they do a re- then they do that weird version of the threesome where it's two men and one woman. But the men are more into each other than they are into the woman. But they can't admit it because of Christianity. Yeah, they're just trying to fuck through her. Yeah, and touch. it's like when you someone is hungover and for some reason they own, they order a triple cheeseburger but a salad on the side and they're like, I'm eating healthy in a way. <laughs> this is a placebo yeah. effect. But she started training. Uh, of course, she was trained by Lalani Kai, Judy Martin, and Joyce Gable. Makes her pro wrestling debut in 1979. And baby, if you didn't think this episode was going to be weird about the fabulous Moolah, you tuned into the wrong goddamn show because she gave 25% of her earnings to from Moolah even when she was working for 50 bucks. Oh, honey, you have to give me $25 because if you don't, I'll fucking kill you. But it's one of those weird things where I guarantee it was presented as, you can totally not give me 25% of what you make, but then I uh, I am women's wrestling. No, like I'm, I, based on the Dark Side of the Ring documentary and a lot of other conjecture, and here's the thing, Jim Cornette defends all old-timey wrestlers, and his defense of Fabulous Moolah was, I've heard the stories, and that was it. And you're like, oh, she did it. She did it all. She was the worst human being. It's crazy. When that so, Dixie Democrat Jim Mool- Cornette literally tries to look the other way on Bill Watts' clear racism, and but his excuse for a fabulous moolah was like, some things were said. Uh, 
she definitely did everything and he's just like i don't want to fucking i don't want to even go through the pain so our fabulous moolah episode really was during the time when we were both very busy and did not do we're always very busy but like we didn't we did even less research than we do now and uh i really wish we could have that one back because there's something later that i need to talk about about the screw job is not how we presented it in that episode but I'm just going to read a full Rendy Richter quote, everybody. So strap in your listening hats, okay? Mine's on. My relationship with Moolah was never good. She never helped me get to the main event. She used me kind of like Elvis Presley's manager. She got 25% of my pay, and there were times I didn't even know what I got paid. She would cut me a check, so I had to stop that. Once I started wrestling, the promoters were asking for me, and she didn't promote me. There were times they tried to get me, and then she told them I was booked when I wasn't. I think she is a very hateful person, and I've never been around anyone who has, uh, who was so hateful and spoke so coarsely. <laughs> that's that's a super. And she said, "Fuck a numerous times." You're a woman in the wrestling industry, and you're like, "Oh, that other woman. She's a real sailor's mouth." I really like that. Hey, Mula, how are you? Juju, 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 juju. Oh, that's weird. I'm warming up. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh, Mula, it's raining out there. Mexicans. What? <laughs> so this. All right. So this now it's just about. She talks about cussing for a bit, which I will uh, breeze by. I try to speak to kind of people. Uh, I try to speak to kind people. Or don't say. Or sorry. I try to speak kind of people. Or don't say anything. But she hurt me. Anytime she could, and I realized that early on. She was an evil person, and I don't want to be around her. They contacted me a long time after that, screw job, and asked me to do a battle royal, and I said, is Moolah going to be in it? I wanted to get back at her. She was already dead and gone to hell, so I never got to wrestle her again. So basically, she just wanted to beat the fucking shit out of her I in this Royal I love it so Rumble. much. I love it that Wendy Richter was like, oh yeah, I'll come and... Uh I'll come and do your Hall of Fame. By the way, no pat downs. Is Moolah going to be there? Oh, no, she's already dead. <laughs> and this is like a retired wrestler who's now a real estate agent. Like, imagine a real estate agent who just wants fucking yeah, blood. Yeah, of course. But uh, first of all, I would fear that. I fear that most more than most professions. Because here's the thing with real estate agents. no, I don't know anyone who went into that except for the money. Like, no one is just like, you know what I want to do? I want to make sure I get 10% off. No, th- those people are in it for the <laughs> Every real estate agent I have dealt with and I deal with very few on principle are pieces of shit. My mom sold her last house herself just because she was in Ottawa and the neighborhood she was in was literally having like a real estate boom. So she, all she literally did was put a, like a paper sign in front of her house that said for sale and five people knocked on her door and were like, how much? Um, and real estate agents like called her and were like, uh, you know, you can't do that. It's not a technical sale unless you get it notarized by me. Like they're awful, awful people. So the fact that Wendy Richter went from pro wrestling, which was just like being abused by this old witch woman and her cackling goon may to like being in the South as a real estate agent being like, ah, that's not a crocodile in the backyard. That's a dog that's gone crazy. Yeah, of course she's of course she's prepared <laughs> to murder someone. That's just a dog with a bit of moxie. What you scared of? Yeah. Oh, don't you like spunk? Ooh, I love spunk, John. I was spunking you. All right. 
That's really good. You took a big fucking gulp of milk, I assume. I assume you drink only things and eat only things that look like loads <laughs> when we're recording it's, uh, this. It's sparkling water, but I've added just a dash of vanilla so it does look like cum. Ooh. <laughs> I just eat big tubs of yogurt yeah. all day. I like Greek yogurt, but I water it down with boiling water so it has the consistency of a of an older man's load. I'm just drinking some fucking yogurt, probably follow it up with cottage mm. cheese. I like all my I like my food to be the color of my skin, white. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm racist even when I it comes to food. I don't eat I only fucking eat grits, it's the right color, bro. Ha <laughs> ha Yeah. I eat raw chicken. <laughs> Cause if you cook it it turns the bad color. Oh god. Nah, that's what you think. <laughs> um Rick dude paired with Joyce Gable, she formed a tag team called the Texas Cowgirls. And they had a series of matches in uh, Stampede Wrestling. Uh, Velvet McIntyre and Judy Martin. By the way, wrestling, women's wrestling names in the 70s and 80s, I love some. Velvet McIntyre and Judy Martin. Velvet McIntyre sounds like a you know, tough, fighting, beautiful woman. And Judy Martin sounds like every single one of my friend's mums. Her finishing move is she it would be really good. your name and then you come to the phone and are embarrassed because it's a woman. If you could just find like a very ambiguously raced person and just call her your mom and she just wrestles matches, I think that would be very good. I think, I think it'd be impossible. And then your mom turns heel because she breaks up with your dad. <laughs> I think that's... I think that's a wrestling storyline we need to see in all. Yeah, I got to tell you, if the best friends really need a manager, I think that your mom is probably on its way. <laughs> so she continues a feud with McIntyre in Bill Watts. Let's do an impression quickly of Bill Watts. All right, uh, all the ring rats in these towns, right? They uh, they don't like it when I fucking hit them with a Bible and then I nut. <laughs> Okay, here's the thing. The belt's a double dilder, and then you gotta go fuck each other. Here's the the fucking thing, though. You gotta (laughs) understand that I, oh, sure, I'll push a black man to the top, but I don't want one to fucking look me in the eye. I got a soul to protect. (laughs) Here's the thing. You don't get in the dressing room. I lock you in a car, and then I release you, and you wrestle your match, and then you guessed it back in the car until the next All show. Right, now, here's the thing. You got to remember that uh, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm not here to watch you wrestle. You're here to, you're here to let me watch you pee. <laughs> here's a piss match. You versus my face yeah, right uh, now. Two out of three me yeah. comings. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Welcome to New Orleans. You know what New Orleans is in French? It's uh, 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 uh. I dress like up up like a baby, and then you pretend to be my mummy. <laughs> I want a mummy that sucks my baby. Yeah. What I do is I sit in your lap, and then I suck on your tit, and you jerk me off in under a diaper. <laughs> I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad cowboy. <laughs> and then that's the match. That's yeah, the yeah. match. You win the Ernie title. Ernie Ladd will be there. He per- dresses up like a cat. <laughs> that's why they call him the big cat. <laughs> so... She really uh, liked Wendy Richter. Really liked every wrestler except for the Fabulous Moolah. Like legit, that's it. Like every single how wrestler bad, no, in her. Like, how uh, bad is the Fabulous Moolah that a woman who definitely interacted with Dick Murdoch was like? Yeah, everything was fine. <laughs> I mean, did she? I Absolutely. mean, was he, he in Bill? Been in Bill he would have sure. been in Bill yeah. Watts at some point in this in, the, in this time frame. 
he absolutely is popping in, drinking eight beers, throwing one of them at a bla- at Ernie Ladd, and going, you do what? And then leaving. <laughs> um, I do think that... I do, 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 do you, do, that, do, um, you fucking idiot? Did you just have a stroke? Did you, you just, I don't think you that... You stroke my dick. Dick Murdoch thought they were wrestlers. He probably was like, those waitresses are dressed real weird. And then he went to the ring. Like he didn't never thought women of wrestlers. Like there's no way that even came. He's like a, a, a woman wrestling. That'd be insane. They can't earn money. Keep asking why the waitresses the were ring. in the ring. Why are these waitresses in my ring? So, so this is insane. I mean, I've heard of disagreeing with a waitress, but never in the ring with whipping out the ropes. Are you following anyway. me? I, I'm sure I paid for that 11 Coors Lights I had in the morning. <laughs> so she gets picked up by the WWF in late 1983. Her WWF career consists of two years, by the way, guys. This is two fucking years. She teams with Peggy Lee in a series of matches with old rivals, which was uh, Velvet McIntyre and Princess Victoria. Okay, let's just take a step back. I stepped back. Has literally worked for, thus far, two of the great villains of the territory era. And then walks into, by and far, the worst time to be in the WWE locker room, 84. George the Animal Steel is running around looking up women's drawers. Roddy Piper is on cocaine. Jimmy Snuka's got the blood of a woman on his hands as we speak. (laughs) oh you bet a woman's body is not yet cold from murder and wendy richter richter walks into that environment there wasn't just wendy richter to be fair it was a lot of other women and vince had just signed the deal with cindy lopper and they're just starting to do the mtv stuff so now he's like i need a wrestling Cindy Lauper is essentially, and Wendy Richter was his best prospect for that, he thought. And she was absolutely his best prospect, and also she was pushed to the moon on the cartoon, the Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling cartoon that was really fucking weird, um, and uh, was brought in. Basically, Cindy Lauper would be her manager, Lou Albano would be Moolah's manager, and they would have matches. While in WWF, Iron Sheik attempted to have sex with her. When she turned him down, by the way, the Iron Sheik was taken aback and asked if she was a lesbian. Sheik said, (laughs) said, no, Sheik, don't talk to me like that. I'm not lesbian. Well, I said, if you're not lesbian, why don't you want to have sex with me? And that is so fucking amazing i w- wish i had that metal the level iron sheet proves my exact point about what a nightmare it would be in to be in that locker room just a man still wearing his pointy walks up to her fuck me fuck me toilet thing i like the idea of i still i mean it's horrible and awful but i mean jesus christ there's nothing quite as <laughs> 80s and still there's guys who do this or it's like oh she didn't want to have sex with me she's gay because <laughs> i'm the fucking best if you don't have sex with me you are gay we have a fr- we have a friend who legitimately has said that to me on a variety of occasions and i have another friend that doesn't believe when women aren't attracted to him he gets very angry and says that there's something wrong with them to the point that i pointed out that that's very insulting to other people and the woman and he went no, but you don't understand. I'm handsome. I like that. You didn't have to say I have two friends. They're both no, me. No, neither one of those people are Dylan. Dylan is weirdly respectful to women in that way that you know. <laughs> weirdly? Yeah. Ooh, 
you don't belong in my collection. You'll earn your that hair's later. too That's long what for what I need for my menagerie. Smashy, smashy. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt, what? You failed. And then I go into the distance. Everyone thinks my trousers are damp from pee and cum, from pee and cum. Everyone thinks my trousers are damp from pee and cum. This is a good kids show that me and John John pitched. It's not pee and cum, it are tears. That was a theme song from a TV show me and John pitched in the early 90s. Yeah, Yeah, it's called Best Friends Weird Basement. (laughs) Uh, that we yeah we were writers for WWE for a bit and that's how we wanted the Bray Wyatt segment and finish, to start. Weirdly. And by the way, um oh can we just pause and talk about that for one second? I hate wrestling fans so much because they don't even understand when things are dumb and bad and won't go anywhere. Everyone getting excited for like oh Bray Wyatt he's a monster weirdo. This is gonna be so good. No, it's not. It's not gonna be good. It's gonna be weird and. It's exactly the same thing as his last character, which was there were really fun vignettes for a minute, but they can't keep it going. It's going to be crap. Said it before. I'll say it again. That man not only slept with Jojo, he's now having a kid with her. He can make anything work. Um, didn't he cheat on his first wife with Jojo? That'd be like me getting in the NBA tomorrow, John. That could happen if a lot of people died. If the Golden State Warriors, just to be a dick, just were like, and we're starting that guy too. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, no, he, uh, his wife. Do you know who his wife, first wife was before he cheated on no. her with JoJo? Beyonce Knowles. Really? <laughs> yeah. Jay-Z was fine with it. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do, man. I met the guy. Yeah, He's charming. just kept saying, that cock is thick. It's thick. <laughs> do you know that's irs's kid do what you want honey <laughs> i just want to meet irs wait you don't understand that's that is erwin r shyster's child what was it the captain mike rotunda man once again the unaired mike rotunda episode where my captain where he did a character called captain mike rotunda just because someone told him if he did he'd get a free boat <laughs> <laughs> I get a boat, Why right? Why did we air that yeah. episode? Was Sick. I'm a captain. Let's fucking yeah. fight or whatever. Because there was, I think one of the mi- oh, mics fucked yeah, up no, or something. Yeah, he wanted a boat. And it's also, you could just see how his level of interest in it is madness. Just, uh, hey, um, you want a boat, Mike? Uh, yeah, um, I don't um, uh, um, I, I like to, I like to eat food and um, food's good. <laughs> With Will there water. be s- submarines on the boat? I like I submarine like, I like sandwiches. Submarine, I like to wash it down with water. If I'm on a boat, easier access to water. So, uh, um, yeah, I'll have a boat, I guess. I'm sorry. I I just did eight lines of cocaine, so I'm <laughs> very, I'm very energy. Um, I got a lot of energy. Wendy Richter ended Fabulous Moolah's 28-year reign. Man, does Vince McMahon not care about women that he just gave the belt to that old woman and was like, yeah, I don't care, you old bitch. Or, and then he just she just lost it a bunch of times, and he was like, fine, you're the champ still, whatever. From time to time, too, it's like up until like the mid-90s, they would just dust off Moolah and be like, she's the champ again. Why? I don't fucking care about yeah. women. <laughs> That's just like, that, was all, that was all it is. So she beat some... Um, she. Beats Moolah. They claim it's a 28-year reign. 
Is that is that? But is that an actual twenty eight year reign, or they just that that's like the tournament in Rio de show? No, they lied. It was, she she had won and lost the title a bunch, so in it was a legitimate se- seven year reign. It was a lot like how wrestling is with everything. Where Goldberg wasn't one hundred and seventy four and oh or whatever, he actually was like a hundred and oh, but and also wasn't ninety two thousand, but it was still a very impressive number, like seventy nine thousand or something. So it's like. Still good numbers, but they just look like and no, it's a it's a we we're a seventeen trillion dollar company. It's like you can just say the real thing and it's still impressive, but then they fucking bullshit themselves and no yeah. one believes them. Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Vince McMahon, how old are you? I'm nine. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I'm nine. Sorry, I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, disappointed that you didn't laugh at that, to be honest with you, because I was like, oh, that's very funny that he think it would be... Sorry, I was reading ahead. Um, but that match between Moolah and Wendy Richter did garner MTV's long- largest ratings for any television show up to that point, and it was the match was also the beginning of the Rock and Wrestling Connection, which, as we discussed earlier, involved a cartoon. Wendy Richter was the female Hulk Hogan. That's how they had her positioned, but... They don't, up until now, now they've done it correctly, but what they've always done is, hey, this woman woman is the champion, she won the title the first time you saw her, and we have no women other than the woman she's feuding with. Like, there's no, like, there's not, like, if you're going to have a title scene, you kind of have to have 10 to 15 wrestlers vying for the title, otherwise it's like, yeah, of course, the fact that she's the champion doesn't matter because I feel like if there's four of you, everyone will win the title at some point. Yeah, or only one of you is going to keep the title and the rest of you aren't going to be around because you're not going to be around. Yeah, kind of like at any given point in the mid-2000s, half of the women's roster was a former champion because that's why, yeah, why else would you be around if you're not going to win the title? Yeah, it's, oh yeah, it's a fucking inland mail. Also, yeah, like the best thing... um the best thing about the Alundra Blaze run in the WWE is you knew who was going to be her opponent at SummerSlam, which was weirdly the only time she actually defended her belt, because it would just be Bull Nakano would come back, and then they'd fight for a bit and then leave. <laughs> exactly. Bull Nakano or legit, legitimately had a match at a WrestleMania against Lalani Kai, who was like 60 at that point. But we're going to take a break, because after this, we're going to have to talk about... Uh, well, Lilani Kai and Wendy Richter, and then the screw job of Wendy Richter, and why Dylan... Re- it's weird, Dylan is on Moolah's side. That's true. She didn't do anything wrong. More of this after the break. I've been, uh, I've been, sl- I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Oh, Please go to patreon.com backslash wrestler review <laughs> and donate and donate to us. Five dollars gets you exclusive access to our Patreon feed and episodes ahead of time. For 25 bucks, you can select a wrestler to review. One guy did Buck Zumoff, who's a pedophile rapist, and we still reviewed him. God damn it, we have no allegiances. Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zoom Off episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash rest review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Wrestler Review second part. Oh, no. Wendy Richter is hot as a tamale is she getting paid money no vince mcmahon just keeps handing her tamales and says build a house out of that you dumb bitch 
the brawl to end it all, which was a uh, match against Lani Kai, where she lost her WWF women's title. Sorry, that was the war that, uh, to settle the score. Um, but the brawl to end it all, uh, which was the Everyone very well-regarded match. names are shit. I love them both very much. The brawl to end it all? They're the fine. The to settle the score. Is that better than Backlash? Much better. Of course it is. These are awful names. The names aren't good that you just get used to them so many. WrestleMania of them. is a bit shit. Starcade is a better name than WrestleMania. Especially when you had Hulkamania going on at the same time, you dumb fuck. But also, um also Steve Austin. Like that's literally like if the WWF like if their champion right now was a character named Jon Snow. <laughs> like this is this just a fucking name of another television character. And in this corner, it's Bruce Wayne bracket, not that one, end bracket. <laughs> it's Bruce Wayne versus Thanos, but Thanos is a weed-smoking cool guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't use condoms. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the Brawl Den at All was the worst match of the year in 1984, as voted by Mr. Count the Peanuts himself, Dave Meltzer. I mean, this is the this is very early Dave Meltzer, and by voted, I mean he held the tally between him and his friends. So him and then the jar of toothpicks that he counts every night before he goes to bed voted it was the worst match ever. Yeah, him and him and the skeleton of the the skeleton he found when he was ten that he put lipstick on and said he was his girlfriend. Yeah, said agreed it was bad. him and his mom that he insists on only shaking the hands of because anything else would be unclean. Uh. <laughs> I would love to get a a person's viewpoint who's close to Dave Meltzer in his day to day life and see what that guy's life is because kind of like how that Lemmy documentary was like. If there's a Lemmy documentary that just basically reveals, like, everyone talks about this guy is a rock god, but essentially he was just a man with OCD. Like, yeah. Because it was like, go record a song, then play, eat the same, like, you know, go play, uh, go play with my trinkets that I bought from World War One. then go to the, was it Rainbow Room, and play on the, the slots, Bar and Grill. then sleep, and then go to sleep and then again like that's all that guy did yeah no it's one of those things where you realize that mental illness actually being explored and being taken out of the shadows is actually really good because it allows people to um uh actually understand why people are doing these things and it's like oh no they didn't love doing dr they were just drug addicts who were musicians because they were burnt out because they literally were on the they didn't go home for four years and had lost yeah. their mind yeah, and they wanted to quell the voices. Yeah. They hear the voices in their head. They talk to them. They understand, John. Speaking of drugs, uh, Leilani Kai and Wendy Richter uh, build towards a match at the first WrestleMania. I know it's on there. I have no idea what happens, nor do I remember if it's good. I assume it is not good. Yes, and she was obviously animated for the Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling Connection, which was on CBS. Like That's how mainstream this shit is. And then... She was in Cindy Lauper's video, Shebop, which is after Girls Want to Have Fun. This is very huge mainstream fucking attention, and she only got 500 bucks a night. Fuck. That's it. 500 bucks for, like, that was for, like, Madison Square Garden shows. So there's no telling. She said that she made, A, more money on the independents, and, B, once she started becoming, uh... 
fuck, it wasn't a real estate agent. We'll read on and I'll, I'll, I'll remember what it was. But she once she went into the workforce, she made more money than she ever did in wrestling, which is insane because obviously Vince McMahon is saving money now because he wants to do WrestleMania. Well, I mean, no, he already did WrestleMania and it was good. So there was no excuse for any of this shit. Occupational therapy, apologies, was what she went on to and made more money in that than at any time in wrestling. Of course. Um, so let's go to the original screw job. 1985, she's lo- she's lost the title and then regained it from Lalani Kai, and she's asking for more money. Vince does not want to give her more money, so she goes to wrestle the spider, which usually would be a man named Glenn Dean, who is 175 to 180 pounds. She immediately knows, of course, that the spider is the fabulous Moolah, but figures... I should watch my back, but I can beat up Moolah. Because the thing is, the way they reported this in the first episode, the first uh, Fabulous Moolah episode was that, and the way it was presented to me, I had always heard that Moolah just kind of fucking mopped the floor with her a bit, fucking rolled her up, and then that was that, like amateur wrestling style. But what actually happens is they work a full match, and then there's a small package that legit gets a one count, and she kicks out, Wendy Richter does, and then the ref just counts two, three, while Richter's just still, like, completely out of it at this point. Because Jim Cornette always talked about it as, yeah, he singed up on a small package, and then that's and then the match is over. But she gets loose immediately, and then beats the fucking shit out of Moolah after the match. It's crazy. Just keeps on fucking punching her. Won't... The ref tries to take the belt from Wendy Richter. Richter will not give the belt up, just holds on to it, and takes it from the ref. Because she thought that Moolah would try and fuck her, but didn't think the ref would be in on it for some reason, which is a bit stupid. Um, I will say that. Like, what the chances that Vince is going to try and hook you with, like, this old woman, woman's wrestler, but not have the ref be on it? Like, you know how hard it would be to legitimately pin someone for a one, two, three? That would be legit. Like, you'd have to A, be a great amateur wrestler or knock that person unconscious. Like, completely flatline that person. Not even knock them out to the point where, like, they're knocked out and they're loopy because they'd still get up for sure. Well, this is also, this is the thing where Vince has a weird affinity for Fabulous Moolah that Jim Cornette points to, which is, weirdly, he's like, Fabulous Moolah and Mae Young were his, like, was were grandparents to his kids from a very early age. And mm-hmm. Jim Cornette talks about both May and Moolah were not aware that they were old women. They knew what their age was, but they didn't tell you or act like that was their age they just um they would just be like oh i can do this and the problem was vince would believe them because vince just wanted them to have a nice time and be fine so what i think happened was he she said and it probably could have done this in her 20s and 30s i'll cinch it up and i will hold her for a three count and vince was like yeah 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 and she couldn't do it because she was in her fucking 60s and Wendy Richter just fucking went bananas and beat the piss out of her, which is beat the fucking shit out of her. Good stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. Mula doesn't. Mula's still trying to like work, but Wendy Richter is like just punching her in the fucking face. To be fair, Mula doesn't really fight back until the end when she just kind of like wiggles free and goes. But like, also, it's like how weirdly small is your sphere that you can't just be like, hey, this is a new woman's wrestler, and it's just an amateur women's wrestler who they've like. Just been like, go beat this woman up and take the title. What's all? It's also insane Good that stuff. this is fucking wrestling. How many like, this is post WrestleMania, supposedly out of the ta- like the territory era wrestling, and their big move is I will fucking we like. Oh, you want too much money? I'm not gonna fire you. I'm just gonna have this old woman dressed up like a spider. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm going to have your grandma try and beat you the up. The big other theories, by the way, is that is Mula also just was really good at manipulating the McMahons, and sh- they also knew that that's where they got women's wrestling, and they kind of had to do what she was saying. And it was a combination of Wendy wanting more money and Mula not liking that Wendy Richter had her spot, so it was just like, well, fuck you. I'm taking it back and Vince McMahon allowed it's it so to bizarre now. that this happened like you said like this is into the rock and wrestling connection it's like they just pressed the eject button on the whole thing it's as jarring a thing that's ever happened in wrestling I can't think of I mean maybe ultimate warrior is the closest thing to it go on because he just holds him up for money and then Vince is like all right fuck this guy we're fucking done but he, he still brought back the Ultimate Warrior. Like, he's now spent a year, and the, they still talk about Cindy Lauper. They always ignore the Wendy Richter aspect of it, of course. But they still talk about Cindy Lauper as, like, the first celebrity that stamped of approval on the WWF. But you put her with Cindy Lauper and then just fucking press the eject button and she's completely gone. You don't even see women's wrestling again in really in the WWF until, like, 1993 with the London Blaze. This is how bad wrestling is in the WWF for the next 10 years. The opponent for Alunder Blaze at WrestleMania 10 is the same opponent as... Yeah, Lilani Kai. She was like fucking 50 at that point. Yeah, they, they, we <laughs> yeah, didn't well, they know wanted anyone else. For sure, Vince was like, who's a women's wrestler? Lilani Kai. Like, he didn't... His knowledge of women's wrestling was completely done. He never thought of it as a thing. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe if Vince was a bit older, oddly, then he would have known 50s wrestling with like Mildred Burke and how big a star they were. But no, he didn't. So he just didn't fucking care. Um, And Vince had always said she refused to sign a new contract. So that's why they did it. But in reality, um, multiple people basically confirmed. Yeah, she asked for more money. Because she was getting 500 bucks of semi-main eventing shows in like yeah, I'm on her fucking side. arenas. Like, that's insane. Though she asked for some money and they were just like, get this bitch out of I think you kind of have to be dumb not to be. Um, so this is what Wendy says about, I'm an honest and trusting person. I thought the referee was as well. After maybe seven minutes, Mula did a small package, something you usually ki- easily kick out of. The ref counted one. I lifted my shoulder up. The ref then counted two, three very fast, at the, and that was the end of the match. I was so angry, I walked right out of the building in my wrestling gear, wrestling boots, grabbed my wrestling bag, and went outside and hailed a cab. I went straight to the airport in my wrestling gear, gear got my ticket, changed my clothes in the airport restroom. I love this. I, I got to tell you, what a fucking adult. Oh, you fucked me? Well, bye bye Yeah, I'm done. She wrestles a bit in Puerto Rico, Japan, and throughout the United States and the Indies. I mean, why the fuck would you go from uh, be like, oh, well, the WWF, that must have been the worst place for me. As a professional, well, off to Puerto Rico. Oh, why is that man holding a knife that's written Wendy's <laughs> vagina? No, that's weird. She was in Puerto Rico for a while, dude. She uh, won the title in May of 87 and July of 87. Insane. It's fucking crazy. And it's weird that no other company picked her up immediately given the star she was. Well, again, the but again, people don't but again, the NWA likes to talk about like, oh, they were so much better than Vince. They also didn't have a women's division at all. They had Baby Doll and Jim Cornette and that was their women's division. That's very funny. That's very true though. They well, cuz you couldn't uh, have a women's division. Oh, we have some women wrestlers on the cards. Where are they? <laughs> well, the literally came on all of them and they're and they're crying cuz Wahoo McDaniel yeah, I bought a bunch of my cum from home. Woo! <laughs> you don't deserve the fresh stuff. This is my day old cum. Woo! 
Yeah. Ric Flair's in the middle of the ring wearing a robe, nothing else, just trying to t- make them take jars of his cum. Ooh. That's my favorite thing about uh, going on other podcasts and they ask about the wrestler review and I'm like, oh yeah, uh, a lot of wrestlers are legitimately evil. Ric Flair just put his dick on a bunch of stewardesses. Yeah. Ric Flair, Ric Flair is a different type of evil. There's murder you, there's scar you. Ric Flair is so into partying, <laughs> it's gone gross. A long time ago. So it takes two years for another... Yeah. Again, Kevin Nash tells this story and he wants it to be fun, which is Kevin Nash was in the Bahamas. They're like, oh, you're a pro wrestler? There was a man named Ric Flair here. He touched <laughs> some to his dick up in his room, came down wearing a robe, opened it up. The balloons held his dick out for us, and then he did a spin and went back. And now Kevin Nash is tweeting about how uh, abortion is a woman's right and only women should be able to decide on abortion. So Kevin Nash has become suddenly woke, and it's very funny. I love it. I love it. Of course. It's hard to hate Kevin Nash and you hear all these shoot interviews where it's like, "Mm, he wasn't very nice when he was booking WCW. And it's like, yeah, but your last tweet is build the goddamn wall, make the entire United States the Sky Dome. (laughs) Just make it a dome so no one can fucking get in or out. And Kevin Nash is uh, tweeting about how women should choose to do whatever they want with their own bodies. So I'm going to retroactively take Nash on this one guy. He also, by the way, explained to me how uh, explained on Twitter uh, how you uh, ride out a hurricane in your own home. It was utterly fascinating. Really? How was it? It involved like a bunch of helmets and like where you put padding, how you isolate yourself in one room. It was fucking great. I don't. Remember well, we'll look that it, up but as well. Did you know this? She goes into the AWA because she's got a quit. Who's the pronouns? You fuck. Who's she? Who do you think we're fucking she? talking about? Barbara Bush. You dumb bitch. Just Why? fucking say it, you dumb fuck. No, well, you didn't ask nicely. It was asked nicely. Because I'm asking you to as a friend. Could you please say the name of the person you're talking about, please? Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> it's Wendy Richter. She goes to AWA because she had this, the holy trinity of weirdos. Vince McMahon, Bill Watts, Vern Gagne. Woo-hoo. Uh, If you could, Wendy, if you could do me a little favor, cover up your... Uh, your uh your baby feeders uh and maybe cut them off it's just classless it's making me think about things that i shouldn't when i have a wife <laughs> that's what every match he was told but she wrestled they actually had a women's division she wrestled sherry martell she um she had a feud with uh, medusa maselli who one of my favorite things is there's a wcw Pay-per-view from 1992, I think, when Medusa's transitioning out of being a manager into actually entering competitor, and they listed her bust size as one of the measurements. <laughs> Just so you know, 36, 24, 36, let's eat gunt. That's you nutting. That's you nutting. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited at that. She just kind of stops wrestling. 2005, she appears at Wrestle Reunion and also appeared in Wrestle Reunion 2. And uh, she's just stopped wrestling, really. She went to the WWE Hall of Fame, class of 2010, because, you know, they offered her that raise, 600 bucks, baby. And uh, she was part of the 10,000th episode buildup. Uh, she was on June 20, uh, 16th, sorry, 2012 episode of Raw. That's it. She works at a real estate agent now. 
She returned to school 13 years, degree in physical therapy, master's degree in occupational therapy. So she's an accomplished woman. And she, like a lot of women, I guess male wrestlers maybe have more of an opportunity to kind of wring the last droplets out of fame. And women's wrestling, it's like if you're not in the WWF, it's just so unfeasible to make money that you just kind of have to be like, well, that part of my life is over and then just move on. But once again, carries on the grand tradition of just takes a couple years later, just takes the hint, gets out of wrestling and has a good life. Yeah, it's the nicest of all the episodes. It's the best way to end our episodes, which is bad career, nice life. She's got a couple of kids she likes and... Lord knows she can look her family in the face and say, no, I'm not on pills. That can't be said about anyone in the in the Orton family. <laughs> I don't know, man. I still think Randy Orton would be the number. If, if I could have any wrestler in the world, if I was all elite wrestling, it would be Randy Orton. Just because he is so perfect to be the heel and then for sure within two months, baby face of a wrestling nerd company. No, because he wouldn't do it. Like they'd be like, "Oh, do these moves and this move," and the third match he'd be like, eh, "No, nah, man." No, he just wrestled Cody, and then he'd wrestle Goldust, and then he'd refuse to wrestle the Young Bucks. That's exactly it. He'd be like, "Um, no, they got a lot." Yeah. No, no, he does no, matches no, with no, flippy no. people. He just like is a dick. Like in his core, if if Bret Hart is a special kind of Canadian dick. Randy Orton is the typical Canadian dick, which is legitimately right down to everything about him where smoke cigarettes, pickup truck, sleeves tattoos, loves Pantera. He's like a typical small town Canadian douche. Yeah, he's also definitely like when he cheats on his wife, it is in front of her and he denies it anyway. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's honestly with his heart believes he's allowed to cheat because <laughs> she didn't fuck yeah she didn't fuck him that one time he wanted it he's a boy what what am i supposed to do yeah. just not get dicked jesus yeah what am i gonna what i i'm supposed to fuck i got a little condition it's called dry dick hadn't been in no one's mouth so i remedied it what's your fucking problem woman why are you crying you don't get an opinion girl boy girl boy <laughs> it's greedy to think you're the only one who could have my kids that's greed woman <laughs> it's the craziest thing i've ever he just kills a woman greedy thinking that she's the only one who can have his you're you're not you're not special anyone can be my oven <laughs> so john what's the best thing about wendy richter she got out and has a nice life yeah i'd say the best thing about wendy richter is that blooper uh with mean gene okerlund is uh very good oh which which one she's doing a promo and then she says you gotta watch it for yourself but she says something that is for sure easy double entendre and then mean gene just cannot stop laughing <laughs> it's probably because you could see someone holding a knife <laughs> which also honestly does kind of play into vince mcmahon not taking women's wrestling seriously because he never would have presented hulk hogan that way if hulk hogan the numerous times Hulk Hogan said, I'm going to get you, dude. It's going to be me and you, dude. Like that type of thing. Um, because he showed that on Tuesday Night Titans. Like that's not like a deleted blooper they found after the fact. He showed that on a network television show. So 
Yeah, if exactly. It's, so it it's a matter. woman. She's yeah, weak. Exactly. Like, so that's it doesn't what, exactly matter. So thinking. fuck it. Just roll the footage. That's interesting. Now that I think of it, uh, the worst thing about Wendy Richter is um, she never had anyone to work with really in the WWF. Like Mula, Lalani Kai, these are not people who are going to get great matches out of anybody. So she kind of like obviously they stopped her before she could really get any steam going. They didn't have a women's division. They had Wendy Richter and whoever was going to feud with Wendy Richter. It's the same problem they had with London Blaze. It's the same problem they had with Tristratus. It's the same problem they've always had with any women's wrestling division except for right now. Um I see what you're saying. Worst but thing. You're wrong. The best thing um the worst thing about Wendy Richter was um, I cannot think or think of a single move that she did. Well, it's because you just don't read. No, like I think it was the Bulldog was her finishing move, but like every other big wrestler from that era, you have a vague idea what their move set could be. No idea with Wendy Richter. Can't picture any of it. Yeah, well, just because you haven't watched the matches doesn't mean that she's bad. You watched all the matches. I'm watching them right now. I will say this: her Wikipedia does not list her finisher. <laughs> <laughs> what was I think her finisher was the yeah. bulldog. I'm gonna guess that. Sure, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it's the bulldog. This that's the worst thing about her. You can literally be like, her finisher was the sleeper into a crying, and you have to be like, well, I mean, think about before this era where now the women have legitimately good finishing moves. Like Sasha, the bank statement is a great finishing move. I mean, the belly to belly is bad, but like all these people, the figure eight's a good finishing move. Like all these guys have, all these girls, sorry, have good finishing moves. And even Trish Stratus, what was her finisher? It was a bulldog. Oh, and her other finisher was the chick kick. So like they have shit moves. Do you know what I mean? Like the, no, Beth, Beth Phoenix had good moves, but mostly it's like the, the female wrestlers don't really have cool finishers. Only now is that being remedied? Like with Every female wrestler we do from basically until right this moment right now when we're doing like when we're bald as hell and doing a fucking Peyton Royce retrospective, they really going to look back fondly on this era of women's wrestling because they are trying and it is good. But before that, they any WWF specifically did not fucking try or care or give a fuck. So YOLO. Um, ladies and gentlemen, for Dylan God, I'm going to go put on a spider woman's costume and go pin people on the bus. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Wrestler Review. We're on Facebook, the Wrestler Review Podcast. Uh, new episodes every Sunday. Sorry for having this one late for you guys. Uh, we truly appreciate everything. And go to patreon.com backslash Wrestler Review for more content. We'll be finishing up our series on Jimmy Snuka shortly. We love you all. Thank you so much. Bye, guys. Suck me.